Thursday morning. I can say good Thursday, right? Because it's almost Friday. Exactly. Right. So it's yeah. a good Thursday. And tomorrow is it's good Friday. Good Friday. Friday. All right. Yeah. Well, so today's, what's, what's, what is the Thursday called? Monday, Thursday? Not Monday, but Monday. M-A-U. Monday. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. I just learned about it last year. Like I had never really? even heard it. Monday. Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday is a Christian holy day falling on the Thursday before Easter. It commemorates the foot washing and last supper of Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what Monday means, but. That's I didn't means. know about that. Yeah. That's. Interesting. So you hadn't heard about it either? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm glad. Because, yeah, it was like last year, maybe the year before, that I first heard it. Interesting. And it's like a thing. Yeah. It's been a thing for many years. For forever. Many, 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 many years. Uh, coming up on today's show, we got five myths about Easter. We're going to debunk them myths today. Yeah, plus, we are. Plus, we got some stories, some facts, onion or not onion. And uh, it's going to be fun. But first, it is April 18th, and we've got a few holidays to celebrate besides Monday, Thursday. We do. <laughs> what do we got, Mo? I'm freezing, Matt. I'm like, sorry. it is freezing. <laughs> Freeze. I mean, it doesn't help that I'm wearing sandals. <laughs> <laughs> On the day that it snowed. <laughs> but I'm freezing. Uh, it is National Animal Crackers Day. Mm-mm. Animal crackers in my soup. I don't know. Monkeys oh. and rabbits, loop-de-loop. See, this is one of those things where I know that my boys are my boys. Because Deidre likes that song. She sang it. She used to sing it a lot when we were dating. Uh-huh. And so I just changed it to poop. I changed the soup to poop. And it makes it a much funnier song. <laughs> Gosh, show G how I have fun pooping out animals one by one. Man, that's funny. They are your kids. They are my kids. Without a doubt. Like, that's the one thing that they got from you. (laughs) (laughs) Potty humor. Jeez. I don't know if you should feel proud or concerned. You need to start picking your mom's brain. How did you rein it in for me, please? I don't think she ever did. (laughs) No, because you're the baby, right? Compared to my brothers, I was an angel and I was the baby. You're the baby. You did no wrong. Everything you did was cute, just like Johnny. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can eat animal crackers again. Why? At least not the original ones. Why? Since they freed all the animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because those, those poor, poor caged cartoon animals <laughs> were, were in that circus for so long. I'm sorry. Yeah. When That's a childhood ruiner. I think of animal crackers. I think of my mother-in-law. She always kept a bag open on her countertop, and that was like her, if she was feeling slightly hungry, she'd go grab a couple animal crackers and eat them, and she was good. It was like her healthy run-to snack. Yeah, they're not not that bad health-wise. No, they're really not. very hint of sugar. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It is more crackery than a cookie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Not bad. So every time I bring out a bag, Chris and I are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also National High Five Day. Here, here we go. Across the desk. Oh, <laughs> ow. <laughs> I scratched <laughs> Matt scratched real my bad. skin off. Ugh, I'm bleeding. Not bleeding. <laughs> we are not good at High Five Day. Listen, we're not good at High Five Day when there's six feet, no, maybe four feet, and two microphones separating us. I'm sorry, Matt. Matt is still rubbing it. I am bleeding. You cut me. This is so sad. I'm sorry. There was an injury when we tried to go for a high five. <laughs> Listen, we've given many high fives over the year. That was by so. far our worst one. <laughs> Typically, it's just the height difference that we have to work out. But this, this was a whole new set of challenges. I'm sorry. You came in hand blazing, ready for the high five of high fives. Well, I wanted it to be loud yeah. so it could be heard. Oh, oh, never funny. again. Never again. Listen, learn from our mistakes. If you're going to oh. give a high five to someone, do not injure them. They may sit there for another five minutes looking at the injury. Oh, oh, I'm really sorry, Matthew. Okay, it's also pinata day. No, but I know yeah. that stings. Like, there's nothing worse than getting cut by somebody's fingernail. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Paper cuts are worse. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have that to to fall back on, which is not a paper cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cardboard cut. Oh, that's even worse than a paper cut. I mean, because it's thick and you still get that sting, but it's like a thick piece yeah. of your skin. Yeah. Oh. Okay, How do we get here? It's, it's pinata day. <laughs> oh, you get a cardboard cut from a pinata. 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 So, I think it was pinata that I realized Samantha is more Mexican than Sippy. <laughs> she really pronounces it. All of her words, all of her Mexican words, <laughs> Spanish words. Um, <laughs> so offensive. I I'm sorry. <laughs> um, have you noticed that? Yes, I have noticed that. And Sippy doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's Hispanic. Very yeah. clearly. And she's not yeah. really at all, right? Or does she no, have some? No, she has no. None. None. Okay. none. She is... But you believe it from her. Yes. And you believe that she must. Because she uh-huh. is very authentic with the way she speaks some uh-huh. words. And know? I think that it was, Pinata was the first one that I heard her. And I was like, oh. Okay. I'm not sure and I've ever heard Cipriano, like, pronounce Hispanic words like that, you know. Yeah. Not that I can think of. <laughs> no. His name is Cipriano. He doesn't even say that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> piñata. Does Samantha call him Cipriano? No, I think she just calls him Sip. Oh, yeah. Sip. Sip. Because he doesn't like Sippy anymore. He's so weird. <laughs> Those are always the weirdest people. The people that basically encourage a nickname for so long. And then it... And then immediately, like, don't call me that anymore. Yeah. Like, no. Like, if I was to go now and be like, <laughs> I am not Mo. 
No. Right. What's I think I've gone the opposite way. Like people call me Megan and I'm like, you can call me Mo. Right. Like you've you fully embrace this. Uh, essential need to differentiate from other Megans. Yeah. At one point that now you don't really have. No, there are no other Megans <laughs> in our current church. I am literally the only Megan. But you're like, yeah, I'm Mo. I'm Mo. It would be really weird if one day, like, it took me forever because I didn't believe you, even though you were very, like, I'm, yeah, call me Mo, whatever. Yeah. You were very upfront about. I I didn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way you prefer Mo to Megan. So I called you Megan for a long time after everybody else started calling you Mo. Yeah. Uh, it was essentially only because of this show that I started calling you Mo because it rhymes with show. Yeah. Because we had that little jingle. Yeah. At the beginning. <laughs> yep. And, and I Ro. Got sick, and I got sick of introducing you as Megan Oaks, who we call Mo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I am just Mo, and that's okay. But yeah, it would be really strange if you just showed up like, nah, don't call me that anymore. See, but I think it's because I grew up, and we are on a serious tangent, but it's because <laughs> I grew up and Megan was only what I was called when I was in trouble. Like, mm. my dad called me Meg, my mom called me Meggie. It was never, I was never called Megan unless, and then it was always Megan Christine. <laughs> Wait, someone called you Meggie? <laughs> My mom, yeah, she calls me Maggie Peggy. That's what she oh, okay. calls me. Yeah. Okay. With that, I get it. But yeah, standalone Maggie. I don't think I've ever heard Maggie Peggy. That's what she calls me. All right, pinata day. Pinata day. I like pinatas. I don't. Why not? For the same reason that that high five just stunk. <laughs> you hit people with them. Because yeah, because hand Swinging eye. that bat around. Hand eye. It's just not that great with me. So, you well, know. Well, you're blindfolded, so you don't have any hand eye. That's true. So that's even, even worse. <laughs> even without a blindfold. Oh, yep. man. All right. Well, if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash Radio. Our ministry is growing and we need people to come alongside us and help us to continue to keep it growing. Uh, if uh, you'd like to learn more about that, including all of our incentives for however much you're willing to uh, pledge monthly, even as little as a dollar will get you something, uh, check us out at patreon.com slash radio. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash radio, or go to backrowradio.com and scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll find the link there. So in lieu of our normal news, which we have Monday through Wednesday. Monday, today, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today we're going to be doing Onion or Not Onion. It's a game where I have two headlines. Both of them are ridiculous, but one of them is real and one of them is from The Onion. And Mo has to guess which one is real. I feel like we haven't done these in a long time. It has been a while. Yeah, because we, we haven't had four days That's true. in a while. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is... This is uh, we did... The last time we had four days, we had to record it really quickly because you had to leave. And so we kind of had a really shortened version, and we had a flashback uh, in the third hour. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, it's been probably a month since we've done this. So we got we got we're gonna do this twice. So we got uh, I've got two headlines here. I'm gonna read them both, and Mo's gonna guess, and you can guess along at home as well. First headline is neat. This new app shows you what you would look like if you had just taken care of yourself the tiniest bit, or. Naked man attempting to board flight claims he's more aerodynamic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, 
I'm going with Naked Man. Well, at least there was some logic behind it. A traveler passing through Moscow's Dumbandevdo airport. Let me really try and say it. Domo de Dovo. Domo de Dovo airport reportedly claimed to be more aerodynamic while nude shortly after stripping off his clothes and attempting to board a Ural Airlines flight to Crimea. The man, identified as a Moscow area resident born in 1981, just a little bit older than us, has made his way through security at Domo de Dovo, completely clothed, before getting naked sometime ahead of arriving at the boarding gate, according to the Moscow Times. He shouted that he was naked because clothing impairs the aerodynamics of the body. He flies with more agility when undressed. A witness told Russia's RENTV network, as translated by the Moscow Times, footage showed the Russia, uh, by Russia's RT network appears to show the ma- nude man waiting in line to board the plane. I've seen the video. The people in front of him, people behind him, just like, so uncomfortable. Don't know what to do, but they're not, like, kicking him out or anything. (laughs) They're just standing in line, and he's naked. Well, then. (laughs) Airport employees reportedly intercepted the band before he was able to board the flight. Russia's Ministry of International Affairs confirmed that he was then detained in a medical room at the airport before being transferred to the hospital for evaluation. But (laughs) it's just, it's, uh... I want to know if he did it. Stress. <laughs> I want to know if he did it like out of real seriousness, or if he was joking and had to keep a serious face on the whole time. And if that's the case, then I mean, you can't do a joke anymore without somebody thinking that you're mentally impaired. Well, you definitely can't do a joke at an airport. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's not here in this part of it. But uh, in the full article, he was intoxicated. And I don't know how far that takes you into getting naked at an airport, but apparently enough. (laughs) There was another story that we had not too long ago about an intoxicated man in an airplane. Well, do you remember where he did something crazy? Uh, I don't remember. Lesson learned, people don't drink while at the airport. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Like, that's, um, there was an episode of Frasier. Where when Niles, the brother, gets too overly stressed out, and it's only happened once, he quote-unquote snaps, Mm -hmm. that's what happens. He He gets gets undressed, that's right. He was in Cafe Nervosa, and he got naked. (laughs) So I'm fine, don't touch me. (laughs) Yeah. That's really good. All right, next, next up on the Onion Not Onion list. Headline one, Dick's Sporting Goods is giving free baseball bats to scorned women. Or to what? Scorned women. I thought you said scoring women. <laughs> <laughs> or Florida man arrested outside Olive Garden for belligerently eating pasta. <laughs> I would hope Dick's would know better than to do that. I really would. So I'm going to go with Olive Garden. A man was arrested at an Olive Garden because while he might have been there, he was certainly not family. The Miami Herald, one of the great American resources for unusual daily news, reported that Ben Padgett, who was picked up outside of Olive Garden in Naples, Florida, 
after police were called regarding a disturbance at the restaurant. According to the police report from Naples Police Department, officers were dispatched to the restaurant around 3.30 p.m. Sunday about a disturbance. The caller reported that there was a man asking patrons for money outside the establishment, establishment and yelling expletives. When cops arrived, they encountered a shirtless man sitting outside on a bench shoveling spaghetti into his mouth with his hands. Oh my goodness. He was not a homeless man, just so you know. He was also drunk. <laughs> For being placed in handcuffs, officer gave uh, Paget paper towels so he could clean the pasta off of his face. Thoughtful. Uh, Paget was charged with disorderly intoxication and the nonviolent resistance of an officer before being released on bond. <laughs> Just angrily eating, shoveling spaghetti into your mouth with your bare hands. I, poor guy. <laughs> That's a bad day. Yeah. That's a bad day. That's, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, I would hope that dicks would know better. Obviously, they do because it was an onion. But, like, can you imagine the lawsuits that would come up against them? Right, yeah. <laughs> it would be like you're encouraging them. Yeah. To get, to You've get been revenge. scorned. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, man. All right, well, that was Onion Not Onion. Hope you had fun playing along. Coming up later in the show... Debunking some Easter myths. Stick around. morning show on this thursday morning we're in the second hour uh this is technically our easter show because this is the last show before easter uh so uh hop along i don't know (laughs) didn't know didn't plan on saying any of that so i didn't know where i was gonna go with it and i'm not happy with the result (laughs) hop along little doggy all right nope we're gonna start this hour off with five random facts all right oh save me from this this one has me a little bit concerned matt yeah you just got to be careful the way you present it yeah okay um it's actually a really it's actually a good thing it just sounds bad stick with me until the end guys you can rent a jew in germany to socialize them and break down prejudices. Socialize with them. Yeah. Socialize with them. <laughs> Not socialize them, but socialize with with them. <laughs> and break down prejudices in the process. Like This is actually uh, a group of Jewish people who are doing this, who are putting this on, where it's, it's an attempt to get people to kind of come together, cross those cultural boundaries that still kind of exist, and get to know each other in order to... Create more kind of peace. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it just sounds really bad. It really, Especially really, really they does. call it Rent-A-Jew. Rent-A-Jew. <laughs> Rent-A-Jew. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on. According to a study, each kid in a woman's household increases her risk of getting insufficient sleep by 46%. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I think that I'm on, like, 
the reversal of that though. When the kids were really little, I slept really hard. Nothing would wake me up. Really? And then the last few weeks, Chris and I have both noticed that if he gets up, which he does a lot in the middle of the night to go pee, or he wakes up about 45 minutes before I do, before I would have slept right through it all. Now, every time he moves and gets out of the bed, I'm awake. And it is driving me crazy. So I'm now like the reversal of that. I'm getting less sleep now that my kids are older than I got when they were younger. Hmm. Very strange. Uh, There's a hotel in Japan staffed by robots. The check-in desk is an animatronic velociraptor. (laughs) I think that's kind of cool. Only Scary. (laughs) But pretty cool. I might would want to take my kids and not tell them... That, you know, this is what it's like. It's all robots. That would be super cool. (laughs) Just to see their face, like, is that a dinosaur? (laughs) International flights carrying the Pope use the call sign Shepherd One. I think that's really cool. (laughs) And lastly, 46% of couples engage in Netflix cheating, watching Netflix shows without their partner even when they've agreed to watch it together. This is maybe my biggest temptation in life. Really? Because <laughs> Dantra and I only get so many moments together anyway. Mm-hmm. So if we're watching a show, it takes us so long to get synced up to where we can both watch it. Mm-hmm. And so if we ever get behind on a show and I get too antsy, I've given in several times. But I'm doing better about it these days. But yeah, it's such a big temptation. It's like, I mean, I gotta watch it. They're not gonna know I watched it. I'll just set up a new Hulu profile and I'll watch it on that profile. (laughs) So it won't show up as watched on my profile when we watch it together. But no, I can't do that. It's mean. It's mean. I've never. You can tell. You can tell when the other person's seen it. Oh, yeah. they, They have to fake being surprised, like, oh. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and after 14 <laughs> years of marriage, your spouse knows when you're faking it. So, I'm... <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's hilarious because I know you didn't mean to do it. <laughs> Cheat, okay? 
it Man. bothers me and I <laughs> I don't have a good poker face. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> oh gosh. Tell me a story, Matt. I can't. <laughs> my my, my mouth, nose is my running. Mouth hurts. Oh, my cheekbones hurt. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Woo. I hope everyone else is laughing. <laughs> At my embarrassment, as much as you are. Oh, come on. That Listen, there are times when I mean to say things like that. I know. And then it, it doesn't bother me as much, because I know that I, it's coming. I didn't like this one. At least you caught it yourself. Like, I didn't have to... <laughs> Did you hear what you just said? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> well, because it's coming up on Easter, uh, we asked members of our Facebook group, the Back Row Baptist Church, to tell us a story about what interesting traditions their family does for Easter. We got a couple people who responded. Uh, I did ask this very late in the week, so not everybody who probably would have responded got into it. But sorry, guys. But, pardon me, goodness. Uh, let's see. Let's look what we got here. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth Beals. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce her mm-hmm. name. I've never actually said it out loud. Yeah. Beals. Beals. Uh, she said, not so much a funny custom, but I used to make a treasure hunt with rhyming clues for the kids to track their chocolate. Only found out a few years ago, child number two, who's now 28, Woke up early when they were a kid and found the stash before his siblings. To his credit, he didn't eat any. He just didn't like surprises. Aww. <laughs> he did the same at Christmas and birthdays as well. <laughs> uh, but that's well, cool. Yeah. Like a little treasure hunt. That's what it. That's what sort of what my parents always did. We didn't yeah. have clues, and then I added to it to where we did have clues. But then I just—it's too much work. It is a lot of work, I bet. Yeah. Uh, our our good friend Glenda Knoll and ministry uh, supporter since the very very early days, long before the radio station came about. Uh, she said, "I would sprinkle baby powder on the back sidewalk porch and then make our dog walk through it before they got up." So my boys thought the Easter Bunny had really been to our house. And I still do this for our grandkids. Aww. (laughs) That's cute. That was neat. (sighs) And then we have Jeremy Benson, who said, Our kids are too old now, but we would always hide their Easter baskets. We had to think of harder hiding places each year because they got too smart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what we did. (sighs) Uh, For our kids, we do the Easter baskets. Do you buy the prepackaged Easter baskets? We have. We have. This year, because my kids are a little bit older, and I'm feeling slightly convicted, I want to bring it back to the meaning of Easter, the reason that we have Easter. And so I'm buying them candy. They're individual bags of candy that they like. Mm -hmm. And then they're each getting a devotional for the year, Mm. a yearly devotional. And they'll just start it. I mean, it's not like typically people start their annual devotion in January. I can't do it. I can't start in mid-April. Yeah, that ain't happening. I'm waiting until next January. But I feel like it. it may also be a good way to refocus your heart and your mindset sure. on the cross. No, it's actually a cool idea. So 
Um, we build our own baskets, mm-hmm. so we try to incorporate the fun and the, the faith elements mm-hmm. to it. We'll usually have like a, a book or a story or whatever about Jesus or mm-hmm. something like that mixed in with a couple candies and a couple toys mm-hmm. or whatever. But then Daedra likes to leave like a little trail of that grass, mm-hmm. the fake grass. Yeah. Uh, so she'll put the, she'll put them, the baskets somewhere in the house. Yeah. And she'll leave the trail all the way up to the doors of the two boys. And yeah. they get up and they follow the trail and find Aww. the basket. It's really cute. And I'm never there for it because I'm always at church getting everything ready. Mm-hmm. So I have to be here by 6 a.m. Yep. <sighs> so And when the, that's one reason that our Easter traditions have evolved. I don't know if my parents were just more patient than what I am or better time managers than what I am. But... I always did the whole hiding the Easter basket and then, you know, did the scavenger hunt clues because that's what my parents did. And I wanted to carry on that tradition. But then I started to realize that I was stressing myself out and stressing my kids out because we had to get this done before we have to go to church because we're going to be late for church and you can't be late on Easter morning. So go (laughs) find your baskets. Just read the clue. So I finally said, you know what? This is dumb. I will just set their baskets on the table or on the couch. Or... It's not fun for me because I'm yelling at them. And it's not fun for them because I'm yelling at them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Be smarter. We know you're smarter than this. I know. The clue is very simple. The answer is the fridge. Go to the fridge. <laughs> Where do you keep food that needs to be cold? The microwave? No! <laughs> the freezer. Not that cold. <laughs> Not frozen cold. Does it say frozen? No. <laughs> that's See, that's what I'm saying. It, there were probably three years where it was like that. And I was finally, I told Chris one Easter, one night I was like, this was not a good Easter. This was not fun. I'm done doing this. This is not even what it's supposed to be about. So, uh, so one thing that my wife's family does is uh, we basically hold an Easter Olympics every year. So we'll do church, then we'll go home, and we'll put like we'll do a little backyard egg hunt for the younger kids, mm-hmm. uh, or sometimes they make all of us do it. But <laughs> but then we do an actual like set of games. So we split into two teams, and we'll do like peep jousting or uh, like jelly bean basketball, where the person has to hold a, a solo cup on their head, and the other person's got to throw jelly beans in it, and you know games like that. And it's usually really fun. Yeah. Um, couple, couple years ago, well, uh, my in-laws have been helping out a group of, of uh, Indian folk mm-hmm. uh, from India, actual Indian folk, uh, who come here and they've been teachers here and 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 they've brought their families and uh, there's a whole story behind how they got involved with them. But just for the purpose of this story. A lot of friends who are Indians, and so they hadn't really had any traditions uh, here in America yet, and so they brought them over to their house one year for the big Easter Olympics things, and so it became Easter Olympics International, because it was Americans versus Indians. (laughs) And uh, it was fun. It was pretty good. But it was a lot of people. It was like 14 people in this tiny house doing these games. To be fair, their house isn't tiny. True. But when but you have... When you have that many people in it, yeah, it's pretty small. Yeah. Um, we did Chubby Bunny, and I totally cheated. 
Did not you, no, it's did not the actual. Them? It's not the actual chubby bunny game because it's not where you can say chubby bunny. It's just how many marshmallows you can stuff in your mouth. And yeah, I didn't intentionally cheat to start with, but just because I kept shoving them in my mouth, they started to dissolve in the back of my throat. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of slowly started helping that along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I got 57 marshmallows in my <laughs> mouth. You guys can't do that. How many are still currently <laughs> in your mouth, Matt? <laughs> I always have at least one. I stuff a cheek. <laughs> keep me going. <laughs> Some people like coffee. I keep a marshmallow in my mouth at all times. Hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, when we come back, Easter myths debunked. Stick around. third hour of our Easter show, and we have got a topic for you today. Dun, dun, dun. What we got here is five Easter myths. Now, we kind of talked about this before because we did the uh, 10 things that Christians believe that aren't in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then we thought that would be kind of cool to do for Easter. What I've come to find out is there's not really that many Easter myths out there. Uh, Easter things that Christians believe that aren't in the Bible. Easter is pretty much straightforward for believers. But there are some things that others might believe that uh, a little bit outside the faith or maybe new to the faith that they've ne- or something they've never learned. So we're going to go over a few of those today. Uh, the number one thing is that, number one myth is that Jesus didn't literally rise from the dead. Uh, on Easter Sunday, several of the disciples discovered that the tomb in which Jesus' body had been laid was empty, and later the same day, and in the coming days and weeks, more of the disciples encountered Jesus, who had risen from the dead. Um, but almost immediately, others rebutted their reports. And at first, stories circulated about Jesus' body being stolen by sneaky disciples. Later, others contended that another person was uh, substituted for Jesus at the crucifixion, or that he was not dead, but simply drugged into a stupor, then super uh, surreptitiously revived. Um, but today... A different kind of myth is circulating, sometimes even set forth by well-meaning Christians, that Jesus didn't literally rise from the dead, and it doesn't matter that he didn't. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, In this formulation, the resurrection was nothing more than the disciples remembering what Jesus had said and done during his life, letting those memories embolden them to carry on his mission. But when we examine the Gospels, the the hypothesis falls apart really quickly. For example, in one Gospel, the disciples are describing as being so terrified Mm -hmm. after the crucifixion that they cowered behind closed doors. Why wouldn't they? Their leader had just been executed in the most shameful way imaginable, but then suddenly the disciples are filled with resolve, ready to give their lives for Jesus Christ. Is it plausible that that simply sitting around and remembering Jesus could account for such an astounding change? Uh, Only something real, something dramatic and physical, something the disciples saw and experienced could so decisively move them from abject terror to unbound courage. 
And what they saw and experienced was Jesus Christ risen from the dead. And it's clearly written in the Bible, Mm -hmm. many different instances that Jesus appeared after his death, including uh, the ascension and all that. Mm -hmm. There's no way to formulate that, to read that and make it make sense as something that they're just remembering him about, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, myth one. Debunked. Debunked. Uh, number two, after the resurrection, Jesus first appeared to St. Peter. Uh, Peter is a very heavily featured figure in the the uh, Gospels. He's the one that Jesus is often seen interacting with. Mm-hmm. He's usually kind of presented as the leader of the disciples, aside from Jesus, maybe the second in command almost. Um, but he's also the one that gets uh, poked at the most <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, because of that position and uh, his quickness to anger. Uh, it's natural to believe that Jesus would first appear to uh, Peter or he made his first appearance to basically the fishermen from Galilee, mm-hmm. which included Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus first appears not to Peter uh, nor to any of the other male disciples, but to women. Uh, in Matthew's gospel, gospel, he appears first to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. In Mark, he appears first to Mary Magdalene. And in John's Gospel, the distinction of Mary Magdalene is even more pronounced. Uh, early on Easter Sunday, she comes to the tomb, finds it empty, and then races to Peter and the person known as the beloved disciple. Uh, the two return with her, peer into the tomb, enter briefly, and then leave. And after they've gone, as Mary is weeping in the tomb, Jesus appears to her. He addresses her by her Aramaic name, which is preserved in the Greek manuscripts, tenderly calling her Miriam. Uh, At the end of the story in John's Gospel, Jesus tells Mary to announce the news of the resurrection to the disciples, and that's my favorite title for her, Apostle to the Apostles. Mm -hmm. This is a needed reminder of the central place of women in the story of Jesus, as well as the early church. Mm -hmm. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And see, even I tend to forget about that. I do tend to also think, you know, first time I saw Jesus is when he was calling to the fishermen, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that whole thing happened. And no, it was. You're so sexist, Matt. I am. Those <laughs> those, uh, those inferior women were the first people to see. It. You, <laughs> of course, I your true that. feelings are really coming out. <laughs> let me tell you. But I do really like that that title, Apostle to the Apostles. Mm-hmm. It's really a a uh, a fantastic yeah memento there. It is. All right, so this next one doesn't typically apply to us because we're not. Catholic or Lutheran? Are those the only two that I know of? I think so. But I think. Um, but it's about Lent. Uh, and essentially, and I can absolutely see why this this uh, myth is widely believed, is that Lent is all about sacrifice. That's the myth. Mm-hmm. Lent is all about finding something of to give up for the 40 days, which isn't exactly 40 days. It's... 46 days, I think, because you don't count the Sundays. Okay. So it's 40 days plus the Sundays. Does that mean I don't have to give it up on Sundays? I don't remember, but I think maybe not. Hmm, Okay. But anyway, uh, as Linda rises here, that's the most common question posed to 
to those who to the Christians who celebrate Lent, what are you giving up? And to a large extent, Lent does include sacrifice, abstaining from certain foods or gossip or laziness. A lot of people give up chocolate. Some people give up video games. Mm-hmm. It's usually supposed to be something that you really love and that you give too much time or attention to that takes your focus away from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people try to get around it and give up something that they don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just not what's the that's point not the purpose what's the point yeah uh but the sacrifice is not for its own sake it reminds us that we can exercise self-control and that jesus underwent tremendous physical sacrifices during his passion it also spurs us to love to charity uh, one of the original goals of cutting back on consumption after all was to save money to give to the poor uh, but overall lent is about spiritual preparation sacrifice is simply a means to that end uh, often people get asked what are you uh, not what are you giving up for lent but what are you doing for lent are you being kind are you being loving forgiving these activities which move us beyond sacrifice prepare believers to welcome christ into their lives in a new way that's why one of the phrases in the lenten prayers uh in the mass speaks about the joy of lent Mm. it's not supposed to be something that we trudge through and and uh suffer through per se it's something that we're supposed to celebrate uh our our connection to christ our our coming uh resurrection through christ as we get to that part of the year Mm -hmm. um it's a it's a it's it's similar to fasting because fasting is supposed to do the same way you're supposed to sacrifice you know eating that Mm -hmm. day in a way to draw closer to god Mm -hmm. um and it's supposed to be something that you are happy about it's yeah. not supposed to be you know oh, well i guess i'll fast yeah you know it's you know it's uh it's all of this is supposed to be tied back to joy to to the love and joy of god's grace for us that we definitely don't deserve but mm-hmm. should be overjoyed to receive i think that's a really good way to like paralleling it to fasting makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. I can remember my mom fasting as a kid and she would not only quote unquote give up her meal that she was supposed to eat that day but while she was supposed to be eating she would go pray and read her bible and that would her quiet time would then um take place of her meal time right and so I think that also was a an underlying goal or one of the main goals of Lent is that time that you use playing video games or that time that you use scrolling on your phone or even going to the gym and exercising, that time that you use, you know, that holds a substantial amount of time in your week or your mm-hmm. day, you then replace that with quiet time with God and that... I kind of almost think it's like a a way to retrain us, to bring us back to what we're supposed to be doing, um, but that we tend to get out of the habit of doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, That and and also maybe using that time for, you know, outward ministering to people as well. Yeah. Um, That's one of a few people I know that, you know, would fast on a regular basis would usually also... uh, try and give on that day in Mm -hmm. some way uh including sometimes giving food to other people yeah like i'm not going to eat at all and i'm also going to provide food for someone who does need it yeah um so yeah all fantastic ideas Mm -hmm. 
All right, myth number four, Easter eggs have nothing to do with Easter. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Many people are annoyed by the creeping commercialism of Easter. Um, Most of them Christians. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basket stuff with video games and iPads and Cadbury chocolates and marshmallow peeps. Lump Easter eggs with the general secularization of the holiday. But Easter eggs are an ancient means of representing religious beliefs. Uh, Depending on the source, either the custom originated in Mesopotamia with early Christians who stained eggs red to commemorate the shedding of Christ's blood, or it began as a symbol of rebirth. Others link the practice to parallels between a hatching bird leaving uh, leaving behind an empty shell to a risen Christ leaving behind the empty tomb. The consumption of eggs on Easter Sunday also uh, may be linked to the conclusion of Lent, a time when, in addition to meat, some Christian cultures avoided eggs and dairy. Uh, Despite the candy industry's attempt to bury Easter under boatloads of chocolate and caramel, many Christians, most notably those from the Eastern Orthodox tradition, still decorate their eggs with religious symbols filled with chocolate or not. Eggs are heavy with meaning on Easter. Hmm. Um, there's a, my wife has this set of dozen plastic eggs thing that takes you through the entire story. Yeah. And so each egg has like a little thing in it that takes you through the last supper and the, the walk up to Golgotha and death and the resurrection. Resurrection is represented by the last egg, the 12th egg, which has nothing in it. It's empty. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, it's really cool. It's a very brilliant little tool mm-hmm. uh, that she tries to pull out for Hawana kids around this time every mm-hmm. year and go through it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I really like that. Uh, there's another side myth here, and I don't really know, I don't really have any of the uh, background for it, but it's something that I just read, is that the side myth would be that the Easter Bunny has nothing to do with Easter. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, there are several paintings of the Virgin Mary from many, many years ago where she is in the painting with a bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. Because back then, bunnies, you know, you know, bunnies are known for reproducing right. really fast and right. often. Back then, they reproduce so often that it was believed that bunnies can just become pregnant without hmm. mating. Mm-hmm. And so that tied her in with, you know, as, as the only woman that, you know, was a virgin and gave birth, uh, you know, so that tied her in with the bunny idea of bunnies who, I'm trying not to say the word sex, so I'm just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> just to, thrown the power of it here yeah uh, but yeah that that's how the connection was and that's why she was often painted alongside a bunny rabbit either like with her or just in the painting somewhere as a symbolism of the same kind of idea and so they've often tied that to at least the religious family situation there of jesus uh with that bunny rabbit that's uh, really interesting being specifically tied to easter is a bit of a stretch but there is a precedent for a bunny in this religious context. I think I I don't think that it's that bit of a that much of a stretch because when you consider, you know, the Easter bunny brings gifts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if we are comparing, if you will, Mary 
to a, the, a bunny, then there is that symbolism there. She was the one who ultimately brought the best gift of all. And Mary was the Easter bunny. Um, and I don't want to say that and it sound like we're being demeaning in right, any no, way. But I know what you mean. But yeah. I, I love when I can... Because I feel like it's a growing trend for Christians to get annoyed with Easter and Christmas mm-hmm. and the commercialism of it all and, and what it... You know, so I love when I can take what the world has created but bring it, tie it right still, back yeah, in. Still tie it back to the main story. I don't have to dig my heels in and be stubborn and be angry about it. I can take what they're giving me and I can instill those truths into my children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely. Without being offended mm-hmm. by things. And I think that's where so much of our Christian culture lies is that they're so easily offended by <laughs> everything these days and it we're just building walls up around ourselves instead of being loving and approachable we're just being bitter and angry so yeah that you i'm going home and telling my kids about (laughs) the who the true easter bunny really was all right and the last myth that we're debunking today is that easter is not as important as christmas uh i can easily see why people consider Christmas the big Christian holiday. Really? See, now that, if I were to get offended about anything, yeah. that's what I I would, that's where I would lean more offended towards. But yeah, but that's because you've kind of been educated on the, on the situation. Sure. While most Christians don't really think about it all that hard, I would think. Uh, or at least, especially when it comes to how we celebrate. Yeah. Because we're celebrating, we're celebrating that Easter, or I'm sorry, Christmas, Christmas we're celebrating that Jesus came into the world. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating his life, his birth, mm-hmm. while Easter, while we do typically, celebrate the resurrection, we're also having to get through the fact that he was It's typically a mourning period. Yeah. yeah. And so it's hard to consider that a celebration all the way through, at least. And so when we think about Christmas, there's nothing really to not celebrate. And so we go all out for Christmas. We do Christmas for two solid months. <laughs> decorate everybody. No, we all do Christmas for two <laughs> solid months. <laughs> but then Easter comes around and it's pretty much just that week of Easter yeah. that we celebrate. Sometimes we'll throw up some decorations before that, but most don't. At least nowhere near the number of Christmas. And so I can understand how initially people would have that idea that Christmas is the big holiday, Easter's not as important. Um, but of course, Easter is the key event in Christian history. Yeah. Uh, it's not to denigrate the importance of what Christ, uh, Christians see in, in, in Christmas where Jesus became uh, fully human. Uh, which we celebrate then, but the resurrection changes everything. It's Mm -hmm. a reminder that not just that Jesus rose from the dead, but that love is stronger than hatred, that hope is stronger than despair, that life is stronger than death. Um, Or simply reminds us that nothing is impossible with God. So if you choose not to believe in the resurrection, Jesus was just another prophet. But if you believe in the resurrection, your whole life changes. Like, this is where the basis of our faith 
begins not with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But with this resurrection over death, yeah. dying for our sins in our place, in our stead, and us receiving that gift of grace. So for me, that last portion that you said, you know, choose not to believe in the resurrection and Jesus is just another prophet or believe in the re- resurrection and your whole life changes. My added statement would be if I choose not to celebrate Easter, then what's the point in celebrating Christmas? Right. If I'm not celebrating the reason why this person came to be, yeah, why then why I am I celebrating coming to be? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've said for at least a decade that Easter is my favorite holiday. You know, everybody that's something that people tend to ask you, what's your favorite holiday? Mm-hmm. Easter. And it's and one like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it, that, I get that so much. And I, mean, I my response Reese's has become. eggs are good, but they're not that good. My response has become shorter and shorter to where now I just look at them and say, why not? <laughs> I mean, why, truly. Why are you questioning me? You asked a question. Yeah. I gave you an answer. What is your favorite holiday <laughs> and why? You know, my favorite holiday is the day that my life was changed forever. <laughs> and that was the day that Jesus rose again. So I'm truly, it, yeah, a lot of these myths I have a difficult time with because a lot of these myths are things that we set up ourselves as Christians, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just have a really hard time, um, not like screaming at other Christians when they, they say (laughs) things like this, like, And I think I've said it on the show uh, countless times before, but there is no wonder that non-believers are annoyed with us. Oh, sure. You know, it's just, I read some of the posts from some of my friends, especially during holiday times, you Mm -hmm. know, when they're, Easter's so commercialized and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that Easter's commercialized. (laughs) I'm glad that there are commercials about Easter because it's, it's, Bringing it back around, even if they're not showing Jesus on the cross, even if, you know what, they're at least implanting a seed. Yeah, they're keeping the idea fresh Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway. If we didn't celebrate Easter at all mainstream, many people might not ever hear it. Exactly. There's plenty of feasts and holidays in the Catholic Church and the Christian calendar that we probably know of that the rest of the world couldn't care less about. Right. Uh, And... In that same way, because of that, we start to put less focus on them, too, to the mm-hmm. point where we only celebrate the big holidays now. Right. Because they're the only ones we've let ourselves care about. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we're talking about Monday, Thursday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had no idea it existed until last year, but apparently it's been a thing forever. Yeah. But nobody ever talks about it. We talk about Good Friday. Mm-hmm. We talk about uh, Easter Sunday, Palm Sunday the week before, but Ash Wednesday Way back at the beginning of Lent, we talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, those are the mainstream things that uh, people are aware of because they become, I mean, you know, there's Good Friday sales. Yeah. You know, you still get stuff like that. Yeah. And while on the one hand, it's weird to have that be commercialized, Mm -hmm. on the other hand, at least it's keeping it in the public's mind, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. If it. And that's the mindset I think that a lot of us need to get back to is if we are reaching just one, 
just one, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have a really hard time believing and rationalizing in my head that a commercial isn't reaching somebody. And that may sound silly, but... Well, just the example that that uh, I gave, the, like a good Good Friday sale. Yeah. Someone who's never heard that, maybe even a teenager who's never uh, really thought about that before, hears Good Friday sale, doesn't know what Good Friday is. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm going to Google Good Friday. Yeah. Because that seems weird. Yeah. Why is it always this day or around this time they mm-hmm. say Good Friday sale? Look up Good Friday and boom, they're reading the story of Jesus. Yeah. And how's that a bad thing? Right. You know? Or someone who, you know, was raised in the church but had some painful things happen to them and hasn't been to church in years. Mm -hmm. But one year, for whatever reason, they hear or are reminded of something that happens at Easter. They see something on a commercial that reminds them of their childhood and they say, you know what? Okay. And they can feel that prick. They can be open and honest with themselves to the pulling of Christ in that moment. You're going to tell me that no one across the world has ever had that experience. I find it hard to believe, you know? So I'm going to continue being okay with the commercialism of of these holidays as I pray that that one person continues to open and be honest with with the Holy Spirit's pull. Absolutely. I think that's a good place to end there. I've been able to do that for you a couple times this week. (laughs) It's, It's usually what I count on. (laughs) <laughs> I'll give us the starting topic. You round us out. <laughs> you teach us a lesson. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Right, let's do our... Awa. All right. What outdoor activity haven't you tried but would like to? Ooh. I've got a few. Okay. What do you got? Um, I would love to know how to surf. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go... Is it parasailing? Where it's off the back of a boat, not paragliding, you know, which paragliding would be cool too, but. Is that what parasailing is? Yeah. It's sailing. Parasailing. Not tubing, but you're up in the air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. That would be terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> I think I would be scared to death, but I also think that it would be really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Like my kids said, Cannon said a couple days ago, I really want to go skydiving. I think that would be so cool. And Topher's like, uh-uh, nope, never happening. And I could see mine and Chris's different personalities perfectly. And, mm-hmm. you know, Chris has been skydiving. He's done it. He said he'll never do it again. He's done it once. That's all that he needs to do. That would totally be canon. Let me do it. Let me do it once. If I love it, I'll do it again. If not, I'm good. But I've, I can say that I've done it, whereas yeah. Topher is very much me. No, I'm good. I don't need to do that. God didn't make us to fly. <laughs> we don't need to. Um, yeah. I can't really think of things that I want to do still. There was one that I wanted to do for a long time, and I got to do that this last year. In uh, that... My father-in-law has had an ATV mm-hmm. for about six years, and I've never ridden it. A four-wheeler? Yeah. Yeah. And they because and I haven't ridden it because I never go camping with them because yeah. I, I hate it. And they convinced me to go this year, and so I finally went, and I hated most of it, but the 
big redeeming quality was I get to ride that ATV in nature in this big, long, winding road heavily in the woods. And it was fun as heck. Yeah. To the point where by the end of the weekend, I was going... I was booking to the point where my wife was screaming like we were going to die. (laughs) And I was just laughing my head off. Yeah. It was a blast. Um, But... Beyond that, I don't know. Surfing, I've thought about a lot, yeah. actually, but I, I just don't think I'd have the patience for it. Yeah. Because it's a whole lot of falling off. <laughs> yeah. I also want to try paddle boarding. Paddle boarding. That's where you're almost on like a surfboard, but it's a it's a board and you just paddle. Oh. So like That's rowing weird. combined with surfing and you're typically on a lake, not an ocean. Yeah. But, yeah. That's a lot of work. It, yeah, it's a lot of core strength, a lot of leg strength, a lot of balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I think it would be kind of cool. See, I grew up riding four-wheelers. We owned four-wheelers my entire life. Mm-hmm. But so I like, I know how to properly maneuver. I know how to turn. I know how to jump. And yeah, um, Chris didn't know that I knew all of that. And so the first time that we rode a four-wheeler together was just a couple years ago. And I was like, I'll drive, I'll drive, I'll drive. And he's like, no, heck no. I know how you drive a car. I'm not letting you drive the four-wheeler. Absolutely not. (laughs) But finally, I was able to convince him to ride with me. I think actually after Samantha rode with me and she's like, she's really good. She knows what she's doing. So he rode with me and he's like, how did I not know this? After all these years, you are a legit four-wheeler driver. See, that's how I was with riding horses. Yeah. I took a lot of horseback riding lessons when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I stopped after 12th grade or whatever. And then when we were 17, I think, we went to a camp that offered that as one of the things you could do. Yeah. And nobody had known I had ridden horses before. And then they asked, has anyone ever had experience with this? And me and only one other person mm-hmm. raised their hands. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. and so we got to lead the thing, and I'm there trotting around, and they're trying to maneuver the horse to even turn. Uh, I'm yep. looking back around, seeing Daedra on her very slow, low horse. <laughs> How you doing back here? I'm fine. <laughs> Thanks for being in front and leaving me behind. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they kind of told me to. Sorry, I gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. See you later. Uh, yeah. Yep. All right, well, stick around. We'll be soon. Stick around. show as we close out our easter show and the last show for this week we've got your bible verse and thought for the day bible verse for the day is john 10 28 and 29 i give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand and our thought for the day comes from shane and shane they remind us the gospel is not about human striving we don't work for it. Instead, Jesus has done the work. 
Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits smashed together for you into a podcast over on BackwardRadio.com or most places that you can find podcasts. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for Feel Good Friday on Good Friday as our buddies Donnie and Jordan take over the morning show with You're My Friend and I Trust You. Feel good, good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and tune in Saturday morning beginning at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific for six hours of classic Christian music to cruise to in our Saturday morning cartoons block. And then again, Saturday night for our Saturday night rap block, two hours of nothing but the best hip hop and rap from yesterday and today, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And as always, do not forget to connect with all aspects of The Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at The Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, again, we ask you to please consider partnering with our ministry over at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Mo, what's the final word? Happy Easter weekend. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. Eating chocolate eggs. <laughs>